Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Joey V is with Brooke and Dan and Randy on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Joe Vitale. How are you doing, brother? Hey, Randy. It's a Friday morning. I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Everything's good. Okay, I've been talking about my menu for Sunday before the AFC and NFC Championship Games. I like to make food that is indigenous to the city, and I'm a clam chowder guy for San Francisco. So tell me your feelings about clam chowder, and do you have a favorite? Ooh, yeah. Listen, clam chowder, I'm a big fan of. You know, I spent four years in Boston. Uh, at Northeastern University, and there was a place up there called Legal Seafood. Have you heard of this? Legal I've been there. Okay, so you've been there. Um, Legal Seafood, and I was new to Boston, and I remember I stopped off at Legal Seafood my freshman year, and I had this like bowl of clam chowder. I'm, I'm walking into I'm walking into Legal thinking, okay, I found the spot. This clam chowder is lights out, and so I go there like my whole freshman year, and then. I ended up taking my parents out and some of my teammates, the locals to Boston, uh, they wanted to go to dinner. My parents were like, hey, grab somebody, let's go to dinner. I'm like, mom, dad, I got it covered. I got the greatest seafood spot in Boston. It's just down the street from us. We're going to legal seafood. And they're like, perfect. So I, I grabbed some of my buddies and like, hey, Joe V, where are we going tonight with the, with the folks? And they're excited because my parents are paying for the bill. You know, that's how, that's how college kids are. And I go, guys, guys, I got the spot. We're going to legal seafood. You should have seen the face of disgust when I said we're going. Apparently, legal seafood up in Boston is like going to the Olive Garden if you love Italian. Really? That, that, yeah, and I didn't know that. It, and then I found out later it's like a chain. There's like hundreds of them. And now it's like nationwide. So here I was the whole time thinking this is like a one-stop, one, one like mom-and-pop shop. They're doing everything right. And it turns out that it was a, a pretty big chain. It's still great, don't get me wrong. But now I've learned to do a little bit more research. There is an oyster house in Boston in the North End. In all seriousness, now that it has probably the best seafood, it's just tough to get into. But uh, listen, Randy, I'm I'm all for the clam chowder. Big, big fan. You, you feel it afterwards. It doesn't sit well for a couple of days, but yep. it's definitely one of the best. So what are your non-negotiables for your game day menu? If you're sitting down to watch a game, what do you have to have there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think nowadays, I don't know, nowadays, Brooke, just a cup of coffee. I mean, just something to get me through the day. I mean, I don't know. I just... Uh, I would say I would say a cup of coffee and just maybe maybe one free hand to to eat something. I, I don't know. I'm pretty simple these days, but I, I've always I've always felt good about sitting down and you know just just having some sort of nacho, nachos for for football. It's kind of it's kind of our thing at at our house, and uh, the kids obviously get involved and they make them. They of course load up the cheese, and then it breaks out into a fight. Usually a couple minutes in because. 
you know, with so much cheese, it's all like sticking together and they're like sharing from the platter. And, you know, one, one knucklehead on, on my end will just grab one and then they end up taking half the plate because it's all stuck together. And then they all start yelling at each other. But then the one's got the argument, well, it's like, it's still one nacho because it's stuck together. So that usually when it breaks out and the mom and dad got to be referees. But uh, to answer your question, I mean, I listen, I haven't sat down and watched a football game from start to finish. I, I don't even know how long I can't even get through five minutes without breaking up a fight or, or wiping <laughs> the off days. but it's, it's all great. And certainly looking forward to this weekend. Joey, Joey v, go ahead, uh, Randy. Yeah, I, I was just going to turn to the Blues a little bit. Those are two pretty darn good wins. So the comeback win in Calgary and then staving off the the Canucks the other night. Those were two impressive wins by the Blues. Yeah, they were. I mean, this team, it, it's a funny group. It's a really funny group to watch. You know, I've had the pleasure of watching them in depth for the last six years. And, and they go down stretches like this. And, and what do I mean by they're funny? They're funny because... You get out chanced uh, badly in Vancouver. I mean, badly. I mean, you. Like I told that Alex the other day. We were talking about this and laughing about it. But if you were to show me the stat line after that Vancouver game, if you were to show a hundred people the stat line after that Vancouver game and say, "Tell me who wins this game," I mean, ninety-nine out of a hundred would say, "Okay, that's Vancouver's win, no doubt." They were out chanced. They were out attempted. Uh, they were out hit. The Blues had 16 turnovers in the D zone. I mean, it's just all the things did not add up, right? And then, of course, you win the game. And and that's kind of the Blues' way uh, through a lot of stretches the last you know few years, especially with the goaltending they're getting. And that's what really stands out about this team is they're getting great goaltending. And when you're getting good goaltending early on, like we saw for Joe Hofer, uh, you can outpatient a team. You can get an early save. You can give your team a little bit of belief, put a little bit of doubt on the other squad. And then take advantage of opportunities. So that's something that really stands out. Uh, it was a resilient win, uh, of course, in Calgary, being down by two goals. Uh, the blue shorthanded side of things continues to uh, propel them in a lot of great ways. Another good, good uh, shorthanded goal for Braden Shen, who's on a three-game goal streak right now, who was a little bit slow there for a while midseason. So, again, good teams right now finding different ways to win games uh, but but yeah it is it's quite an anomaly sometimes when you look at these these teams and how they're winning games and uh, but I, I keep going back to goaltending right now we're getting terrific goaltending we saw in Vancouver and and you know it is no no dig at Jacob Markstrom but I, I just I think that he got out goaltended that game Jordan Bennington was stellar in Calgary uh, Jacob Markstrom was certainly sharp early but then his game really fell off. So, and, and he's been known to have some games fall off on him against St. Louis Blues. And, and goaltending, to me, has been the number one reason why uh, the Blues are 2-0 on this road trip and looking to make it a perfect road trip against the Kraken here tonight. Joey, when you're watching a game and, and fans are, are watching along with you, when do you know that Bennington is right? Not just looking at, oh, he made 14 saves in the period, but what, what do you see from the player's point of view in your eyes that you know that this guy is locked in for the night? You know, it's not it's not necessarily making that first save, Dan, to answer your question. It's it's just kind of seeing how the trend goes. But there's always one save in the game. And I, I usually will say it on the broadcast or like I've been doing the last couple of games for Bally, and I, I'll mark a save. You know, I, think, I think it was a save on Gilbert he made versus the Calgary Flames. It was in the third period. I think the Blues were down three to two. And there's like a big moment. There's just You just feel it, right? You feel the, the tension. Maybe the team's starting to make a push. And you just know something big is going to happen. And all of a sudden, I think it was Gilbert who came down point blank 
and snap one, and Biddington made, made a glove save. And you just you look at the reaction of the player who shot it. You look at the reaction of the bench. You feel the energy in the building if you're on the road kind of drop or the energy rise if you're at home. And it's just that kind of turning point save. And so certainly in Calgary, that, that was the moment. You know, Joel Hofer, uh, of course, made some terrific ones. I think it was on Elias Pedersen on the short side when they were, I believe, one goal away. And eventually they ended up tying it and go, we're going to an overtime. But, um, you know, then you found it in overtime when he makes the glove save on the breakaway. Then he dishes it off. And moments later, Braden Shen uh, scores the goal. So I would say it's not any particular time in the game. It's just it's just the big moment where you just need a huge save. But certainly especially for Bennington, it really does stand out just about every single game when the Blues are getting wins, and, and it still has been the biggest difference maker for this team. Joey, because you are so knowledgeable and curious and you pay attention to stuff, I want you to weigh in on a discussion we've had here. Uh, I grew up with the four food groups, and uh, this morning uh, when I came in, there was a, a box of Reese's footballs waiting for me, and the four food groups are a starch, a protein, a dairy, and a uh, fruit or vegetable. Well, the, the Reese's football, right off the bat, you've got peanuts, that's a protein. Uh, You've got skim milk, that's dairy. You've got vegetable oil, that's vegetable. And then, of course, the peanuts provide, uh, and flour provides the starch. I I argue, tell me that I'm wrong, that all four food groups are present in the Reese's peanut butter cup, or in this case, the Reese's peanut butter football. You're bang on. I think you rock with it. I think I think you have to go with it. So you had the four for groups. I grew up with the pyramid. Now that's different, correct? Uh-huh. It is. Yeah, I, I I don't agree with the pyramid because it doesn't fit my narrative. Okay. Yeah. So the pyramid would would, would kibosh it. Uh, the pyramid, I I speak on behalf of because the bottom. If you remember the pyramid, the bottom just bread. It's just, it's just the foundation of bread and like, and like pasta and rice and grains and cereal and oats and just lots of bread. So I'm like, you know what? This makes sense to me. So I'm going to rock with this one. So Brandy, I think it's kind of whatever, whatever, whatever you grew up with, whatever it fits your narrative, I guess is the best way, like you said. Uh, to put it, you know, it, the game has changed a ton. I'll never forget when I was at uh, the pediatrician. I was like 10 years old. I still remember this. And my mom, God bless her, I'm one of six. And, you know, we used to hit McDonald's and fast food joints. We, we, we were a casserole family. We had eight miles of feed. You know, my dad worked late. Um, and, you know, she was asking about diet. I'll never forget the pediatrician. I'm not going to give you his name because he may still be, he may still be practicing. <laughs> but he's like, McDonald's? Fine. Listen, you got a burger, right? The meat? Protein, ketchup, that's a vegetable. You got the bun. There's your carb. And the cheese is dairy. Marianne, you're doing fine. Keep it up. I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm 10 years old. This doesn't sound right, but I'm going to still go with it because I love myself a good old Happy Meal. Uh, so, But you know, at the end of the day, Randy, here you are talking to me. Here I am talking to you. Dan and Brooke, we're all here talking together. We never made the, the, the healthiest food choices in our lifetime. So, what is right? What is wrong? I, I don't know. Who knows anymore? Yeah, it's, it, as long as I always tell people, the last thing I ever eat is going to be good. That, that's right, and hopefully it's uh, hopefully for me at least it's a carrot cake that is fresh off the Traeger Grill from Randy. Oh. You know that's that's coming your way. I'm, I've actually been looking at the Blues schedule. You've been saying it's coming I, his well, way for a long time, Randy. Yeah. The schedule has been so weird, Joey. I don't want to have it be a situation where I bring you a carrot cake at a hockey game and then you're flying the next day. I want to <laughs> right. That's fair, isn't it? It's 100% fair. And you know what, Randy? I feel for you. Whenever you uh, master something or uh, 
come close to mass or something and you want to give it, you have to be prepared to get more flack than, than praise. I mean, that's every now and then I'll bring a loaf of bread to someone and, and I'll go home so defeated. I'm like, oh, and my wife's like, what's wrong? I was like, well, I got 18 people upset at me because I brought two loaves of bread to two different people. And, and, that, and that's how it is with the carrot cake. I mean, you brought that carrot cake into the booth a couple of times and people are looking and scratching their heads and they're mad at you. They're mad at me because I don't share my carrot cake. Like I eat half of it on the way home after a game because usually that's when my, uh, mm-hmm. I stress eat. And then I save the other half for my kids the next morning. So I don't like to share my carrot cake. So you end up hurt more feelings probably at the end of the day than uh, you hope for. But uh, certainly, certainly it's a, a worthy thing. And, and I'm, I'm ready for it. Listen, this belly is ready for a rainy carrot uh, character, carrot cake, whenever you're ready for it. All right. Hey, uh, we'll be tuned in tonight. You're on Bally, right? Pre, pre-intermissions and post-game, right? Yeah, we're on the uh, the, the pre-intermission and post tonight. Uh, it's Alexa and then uh, Jamal Mayers is with me. So we got a three-man uh, three desk. We're going to break down some shorthanded goals in the pre-game show. So make sure you tune in there. And uh, Chris Kerber will be on the call with Cam Jansen tonight. Bam, bam, Cam. All right. Love it. <laughs> Joey, we love you. Thanks, brother. Have a good weekend. Guys, we'll, uh, we'll be talking here next week. You bet. That's uh, the great Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. See, it's it, it's whatever fits your narrative. That's what you got to go with.